Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We are talking about Dexter today. This is our Dexter Podcast number four. Um, we're covering episodes uh, six through eight of season five. Uh, everything is illuminated. Circle us and take it. So um, we're just going to dive into a quick recap so we all remember what uh, what's going on, and then we'll uh, get down into the uh, good stuff. So everything is illuminated. Uh, that's right, folks. Your eyes aren't deceiving you. Is that a reference to something? They spelled Lumen like the character Lumen. Uh, I think, I don't know, I feel like somehow we should all send them cookies or something. I feel like they deserve a cookie for that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they wanted, but I think that's I think that's what they wanted. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So uh, trying to get his life back on track. I'm reading from the Showtime wiki, by the way, so it's going to be very general, and then we'll break it down what happens. <laughs> trying to get his life back on track, Dexter hunts a new target, but is distracted and drawn into a precarious situation while helping his troubled acquaintance. Batista discovers an interesting lead in the Santa Muerte murder cases. I know that didn't happen. You know what didn't happen? (laughs) Oh, discovering an interesting lead? Yeah. I'm not buying that. True. Uh, Quinn learns some new information about Dexter from a questionable source. (laughs) I feel like you can take these, like, questionable source, interesting lead, new information, precarious situation, troubled acquaintance, all of these like compound phrases, uh, these two-word inscriptions, uh, and really plug in what really happened. So, totally. Uh, <laughs> he didn't learn any new information, right? This is episode where he just says, where uh, what's his, where Peter Weller just says, uh, I couldn't find anything. Ben learned some new information about Dexter from a questionable source. Uh, does, does he learn about Lumen in this episode? I don't think so. I think this is an episode where all he says is he's he's clean and there's got to be something more going on. Uh-huh. And then Quinn's like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the new information is that he's clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay, I guess that's new information. I don't know. And I guess the questionable source is Peter Weller. Questionable source is definitely Peter Weller. What's 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 his character's name? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to call him Peter Weller then. It's not like I host a Dexter podcast. (laughs) Why would I I know these little details? I thought you might have picked it up. I know they said it, but I'm I'm bad at learning characters' names, especially when they don't say them a lot. Yeah. Uh, I call him RoboCop, but I don't know if he's on... uh, Dirty RoboCop. All right. uh, What else happens in this episode? So this is... Okay, so... Were you going to do the other two episodes? Or are we just going to, like, talk about this one? No, I'm just trying to see what else we missed from the storyline of this one. Oh, oh, you want to flush out this storyline. Uh, this, is, this is the one with the warehouse, all the warehouse scenes, and Lumen Ghost, because they didn't mention this. <laughs> this is important. No, they really Lumen. didn't. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was what the whole episode revolved around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we got to be careful with these recaps. 
so so yeah, this is the one where Lumen dresses up in disguise and she goes to the club where she got abducted and in uh takes um one of the guys, I guess this is the accountant guy. The Damn the dentist. Guy. I'm sorry, dentist, yeah. Uh I was thinking boring job, boring job. <laughs> Ouch. No offense to uh either one of those for fine professions. <laughs> there you go. Um, nice save. We, we need we need both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vital services. And uh, so she takes the guy back to this warehouse, and then she ends up shooting him, but she didn't kill him, so she calls in Dexter uh, to the rescue, of course. He's flabbergasted that she didn't get on the plane and actually leave town. Oh, right. Uh, she was supposed to leave. She was supposed to leave, but those new TSA pat-downs were too much for her. And so <laughs> they, <laughs> they were amazingly prescient showing those pat-downs. They really were very, very prescient uh, uh, seeing the, the perils of the enhanced pat-downs, I can say. Uh, those pat-downs directly led to death. They did. They did. They're, they're not working. Our counterterrorism techniques are counterproductive. <laughs> I didn't really catch that commentary. It's kind of subtle. Wow, but. wow. Dexter's really on the cutting edge of this stuff. Indeed. Um, Pay attention. So Dexter comes in to, uh, to the rescue, but, of course, he uh, was in the middle of his own kill of the week, uh, some random murderer guy. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> That's so what he is. Yeah, it doesn't matter what he did. Eh, a random he murderer guy. Him. Just trust me. He needs to die. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about that. And um and uh so Dexter comes in and helps and then uh eventually the um homicide unit of Miami Metro gets called in, so Deb and all those guys come down and Dexter has to, you know, basically uh uh keep those plates spinning <laughs> and uh ends up convinc- helping with with Masuka's help at the end, great help from Masuka convincing uh the team that uh the guy that Lumen shot and the 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 half wrapped in plastic murder guy that Dexter uh, kidnapped, uh, abducted, uh, were part of the same uh, crime there. So right, they kind of wipe their hands of that because the next episode they don't talk about it at all. No, they just they uh, Masuka's right. theory won the day. I think I got to tell you, Masuka's theory. First of all, I, I really hope they don't solve a lot of cases with the uh, with like the forensic. Uh, technician telling them how it all went down and they believed it. <laughs> because there were so many disparate things in that scene. It made no sense why the guy wrapped in plastic had the gun and shot the guy who was who was handcuffed to the to the to the pipe and you know, he bled out and, and, and you know, they're gonna see the blood trail from somewhere else and it's right. all kind of crazy. It's just insane. And uh but somehow the super put it together like that. Right, right. He knew exactly what happened. Yeah, he's seen this too many times before. <laughs> too many times. Yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, when they when they showed him giving his explanation, we actually don't get to hear most of it. No, you know? exactly, right. So, so then they don't actually have to tell us what his theory no. is? Because it can't be like... It can't work. It can't you know work. What? They're not gonna. They're not gonna find any automobiles for these two men coming to that place. They're not gonna understand yep. how they got there. Like, there's so many weird. If, if any detective worth their worth their badge came in, and, yeah. and, and looked at this, it would be pretty clear that it wasn't a cut and dry. 
whatever Masuka <laughs> mimed while uh, Dexter gave his voiceover. Right. But, you know, it was the kind of situation where they, they just had to do that, I guess, because it was so ridiculous. I mean, yeah. What else are they going to do? They, they they wanted to write themselves out of the hole they were in. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's yeah, it's a total cop-out. They didn't want to have this be a significant issue yeah there's too much other stuff going on yeah so that's everything is illuminated um the next episode 07 was uh circle us and the description is by aiding lumen dexter puts himself in a collision course with deborah and the homicide division and things get worse when he's brought into work a horrific crime scene (laughs) he's never done that before (laughs) And Deborah's investigation into the Santa Muerte killing leads her into a deadly conversation. Oh, sorry, conversation <laughs> <laughs> with the killer. Actually, it was a deadly conversation. It was. It was both. Yeah. Uh, with the killers. Um, all right. So, what else happened in this episode? I'm sure yeah. So, what really happened in the episode? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So, so this is okay. So, the big thing that happens in this episode, of course, is. Uh, we we get to see um, uh, the security guy Cole, yeah. who's the guy who's the guy with the suit and tie who folds the suit that Lumen mentioned was one of her abductors and abusers. <clears throat> he he goes to the uh, swamp where Boyd had dumped the uh, canisters, the barrels full of women, and and then he ends up in a car accident, and so Miami Metro gets called in to that crime scene, um, which puts Dexter in the middle of his. <laughs> Pits, what was it? Pits Dexter against his homicide division where uh, Dexter wants to, of course, get Cole for Lumen, which means he has to put the homicide division on uh, Boyd's trail, basically. Right. Uh, and what, what, what's great about it is Boyd did kill those people. True. So, it, so it, you know, sometimes, you know, I guess I should say every other time pretty much, when Dexter does something like that, where he has to like plant evidence, you know, mm-hmm. like usually it's kind of like, eh, not really. But this time it was like, yeah, he really did it. He's actually, you know, sending them to the the actual people who killed the women. So that's true. He's throwing them off people who are involved and who are still alive. Yeah, but and actually, yeah, and actually putting him to the person who actually did it, which is which is kind of weird for Dexter. It is. It is. I guess it's better. It's better than just framing some random guy. Mm-hmm. But it is the same thing he did last season, basically. Yeah. Um, what else is going on in this episode? So, okay, so then, of course, we have we have the, the uh, Homicide Division heating up with the Santa Morte case. And, uh, oh, so the horrific crime scene is the truck with the barrels. That's the horrific crime scene, yeah. Okay, okay. Like, God, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah, and of course, Lumen shows up there because she saw it in the news, and then yeah. Peter Weller see her and start following her. So, you know, if she didn't show up then, uh, they wouldn't be in the trouble that they're in at the end of uh, the newest episode. That's true. Um, Good point. So, yeah, so the Santa Muerte case, they decide to uh, stake out the joint and look for the brothers. When they come into the club, uh, of course they figure out that the brothers are already in the club, and um, so they go uh, they go in and 
what I forgot the oh, is it Officer Manzone or Manstone I think yeah uh, the the new lady and uh, yeah she gets called over by the brother and he sees that she has a pistola <laughs> and, uh, and he, they end up shooting up the place and Deb ends up shooting the the guy that she should have shot before yes everyone gets a second chance yeah. Uh, um, Although it is kind uh, of a disaster because their informant gets shot, mm -hmm. and uh, and I think some other people get shot too, and uh, it becomes yeah, I think there's two people who get shot. It becomes a problem in the next episode, but here I think it's mostly about Deborah confronting that guy again, and this time not hesitating to shoot him. Not hesitating, yeah. Uh, So they got that part right in the description. Yeah. Uh, Then of course. Tracking down Cold, a uh, Dexter discovers a picture at his house, and uh, uh, that leads them to realize that Cole and Boyd uh, knew each other's kids, and that the people who are involved in this whole abduction ring. Uh, right, uh, Dan Dennis is in the picture too. I think Dan Dennis is there. Uh, so, and I guess the, t- the the title "Circle Us" has something to do with that, with the picture, like. I, I think Circleus is actually from the thing that the babysitter says, uh, St. Oh, Bridget, Circleus in your light, or something oh, like that. Oh, I missed that line then. Yeah. I was looking for it. I'm like, why? okay, why is this episode called Circleus? <laughs> and I missed that line. And I thought, oh, maybe they mean in the picture. You you know how you identify something in a picture, you circle it? I thought, oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good theory. I like that. Like, circle, ah, uh, here's the picture. So you can circle us here in this picture. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anything yeah. else big in this episode? Uh, yeah, that's the sort of pointless subplot that they didn't even bother to mention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, and then, of course, we get to meet uh, um, everyone's favorite hacker, um, Johnny Lee Miller, guest starring this season. Ah, uh, yeah. And that also, um, heroin addict. Oh, of course, of course. Everyone's favorite heroin addict. Uh, and um, and everyone's favorite former uh, husband of Angelina Jolie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's a good wow. <laughs> Don't forget. Quite a run. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they were in Hackers together, so. That's true. I forget she was in that. That was before she was a big deal. That was before she was a big deal, yeah. Um, I like to think I knew her when, but... Uh, yeah, I well... Her, I, I never knew her at all, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I just like to think that. Um, so, yeah, so we meet the Johnny Lee Miller. He's playing... Uh, What's his name? Jordan Chase. Chase. Jordan Chase. And uh, and he's the leader of the the motivational speaker, the Taken guy, who we heard Boyd listening to. Yes. Uh, And uh, so that's a big revelation. He also has a big watch. Yes. Uh, And that's not going to come to anything, so just ignore it, everyone. Just ignore it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, noted. We won't look at the watch. Don't pay any attention to the watch on the man's wrist. Okay, good. Um, and then what else happens? I think that's all the big storylines in that episode. And in 8, uh, which is actual take it, uh, maybe something gets taken. Let's find out. 
While attending a self-help seminar, Dexter and Lumen vet and stalk a violent killer. Deborah gets into some unexpected trouble from the fallout of the Santa Muerte case, forcing Batista to make a difficult decision. Really? His difficult decision got in the actual description of the episode? Wow. Wow. There were two scenes about that. One was, what's your decision? I haven't decided. And then the second scene was, I decided. My decision is as follows. <laughs> wow. All right. That was, it, was, it was a gripping crisis for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's weird to make it about him because I mm-hmm. thought that whole thing was more about Deborah and Maria. Yeah, and like his reaction to it was kind of a side thing. Mhm. Well, I guess the difficult decision is is yeah, maybe she just said difficult decision between between Deborah and Maria or something or yeah, it, it, they're involved, but it's yeah, it does make it sort of about him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Which, like, yeah, it's sort of a nice gesture at the end, but I feel like I feel like the weight is on the fact that, you know, Deborah tries to stick. You know, Maria's first. She's gonna frame, um, or she's gonna put all the blame on um, uh, the new Manzone. the new lady. What's her name again? Manzone. I Manzone. Think. Yeah, she's gonna blame her, and Deborah's like, well, that's bullshit. She didn't do it. So then mm-hmm. I guess. Maria decides, okay, well, I'll just blame you, Deborah, mm-hmm. and uh, and so then she finds out about that, and she's she's pissed off, and you know, um, uh, she assumes that um, she assumes that Batista will back Maria since they're married, mm-hmm. um, uh, but then it turns out that uh, actually Officer Manzone, who Maria was originally going to frame, is is going to back up uh, the story that it was Deborah's fault and. But then at the end we find out Batista is going to be on Deborah's side. So, yeah, that's that's my summary of what happens. Yeah, but it, it seems to me like the drama there is 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 primarily Deborah and Maria centric. Mm-hmm. And the other characters are kind of just in the middle of their conflict. Yeah. Well, every character is in the middle of their own drama, right? So. That's true. Uh, unless you're. You know, some people. <laughs> right. Uh, people who have, don't have drama. Yeah. Uh, another. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, so one of the big storylines here is, of course, um, Dexter and Lumen going, getting a room next to Cole's. They're gonna. They're planning to kill Cole after the seminar. Right. Um, during the seminar, uh, Dexter, he, he, you know, he meets uh, Chase again, uh, and then he gets called up to on stage later in the seminar, and he goes through this whole uh, uh, re, re, you know, reiterating what Dexter went through with uh, losing Rita with the Trinity Killer and how Dexter that make Dexter feel, and you know, basically telling Dexter to take it and. Coming up with this whole idea, the primal, what was it, the the primal self or right. uh, something like that? Yeah. Um, which I'm sure, you know, Dexter can uh, agree with uh, or, or understand. Yes. Uh, his dark passenger is his primal self. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big question I think I have really about what's going on with Chase is what's his deal with Dexter? Why is he so invested in Dexter uh, and, 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 
why does he know so much about Dexter? Yeah, that's a good question. It, it is. Uh, I didn't quite know how to take the scene where he calls Dexter to his hotel room, and they have their little discussion, and mm-hmm. you find out that he actually knows a lot about Dexter, um, yeah. and what happened to him. And I don't know if I missed it, but I never got any indication before that episode that he was even aware nope. of Dexter. Well, okay. Here's how it went. Chase shows up at the at Miami Metro. Right. Uh, Dexter meets him and takes a picture. They shake hands. Oh, they do meet. Okay, that's right. That's right. And then the next time they meet is here when Dexter um, is at the seminar and and he's told that Chase spot him in the audience and wants to talk to him in his room. Okay. Okay. But there is a sense, so he knows knows about Rita. He knows much more than we saw him. So he knows, yeah, he... Just meeting Dexter isn't impetus enough for him to go research uh, Dexter. He does say that he followed the Trinity case. Yeah. So if that's true, then he got Dexter's name from just following the case and seeing what happened. And then he may have been interested, you know, when he found out who Dexter was when he met him at the Miami Metro, that might have piqued his interest further or something. Right. Uh, that he's, you know, working at the place that might bring him down or something like that. Right. Um, so that you know, that storyline's interesting. They haven't really gotten to what's going on there, and Dexter doesn't seem to question why this guy is interested in him. No, uh, which is a little strange to me, since Dexter knows who this guy is and what he's capable of. Right, uh, and given what's al- what's already happened, it does seem like he should be more concerned. I mean, I feel like there was already kind of. Not necessarily an implied threat, but an implied future threat in that he know you know he knows so much about Dexter in particular you know about the baby. Yeah. Oh, when he says the baby's name, I mean, come on. Yeah. You don't just you don't just drop some somebody's you know the the name somebody's baby's name uh, without trying to threaten them. Yeah, like, like when Dexter because Dexter hasn't told him that, so it's basically indicating I know stuff about you. I know I know things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. And I can get to them if you know if I need to. Yeah, I mean, how creepy is like, you know, say hello to your son Harrison. And yeah. Tell him I hope he finds his binky. <laughs> you know, like that's really creepy if you heard somebody say that. Like, how do you know he lost his binky? It is so, exactly. Yeah, it's it's really scary. <laughs> Who told you about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I but I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it really was a threat yet. If he mm-hmm. actually thought that Dexter was onto him or was or so, Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah. Uh what I got from it was that honestly the way all of these sort of events play out in this episode to me, it it kinda seems like <laughs> it almost seems like uh Chase and Cole know what Dexter's MO is. Like it, it it almost seems to me like they are aware that he has ulterior motives already. And yes. if you if you if you notice how things play out, like when like when Dexter's about to go kill Cole because he sees Cole's about to go do his security run, right? Like that's when he gets called up on stage. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's weird that he's calling. You know, he's calling him right now when you know when he when he when he knows Cole is probably going to go do his runs too. So. Right. Uh, it's so it came off like he's sort of playing defense. They're they're playing defense in a way. 
Yeah, uh, and, and trying to keep Dexter like off, um, you know, off his game or something. But that implies they know what he's up to. Right. Right. Now, was, there was that one scene with Cole and uh, Jordan Chase uh, in, I think, the previous episode where, yeah, it must have been, where, um, because I thought up to the, up to this scene it was ambiguous whether or not Jordan Chase actually had a clue that his, you know, his security guy was involved in this crazy, you know, ring of torture or whatever. Um, uh, and it's it's a scene where they discuss the fact that, uh, you know, Jordan tells him, like, well, you know, pinning it on Boyd is the first smart thing you've done or something like that. And and then uh, oh, Cole, yeah. and then Cole says that it wasn't me, mm-hmm. you know, and so then that the insinuation there is at least we know, you know, they realize there's someone else who's 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 doing that. And, you know, they don't know who that is. They don't know what's going on. So I guess I'm wondering if they actually suspect that Dexter is the one who. Yeah, that would make sense if it if they think it's Dexter. And I'm wondering maybe I almost I almost want to try to figure out somehow to uh to tie it to the Trinity situation last season. You know, if if somehow like uh if Dexter did a similar thing of sending the police one way or the other and somehow Chase saw that pattern or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if there's other evidence that could that he could sort of realize that Dexter's the one doing this. Cause, right. Cause, you know, it, you know, because it could just be that you know one explanation is that the police just found a new suspect, you know, and they're sort of organically just kind of go after Boyd. Right. Um, so it's not necessarily a conspiracy, but uh, um, if they do think it is a conspiracy and somebody's and, and somebody at, at uh, yeah, I mean, it would probably be somebody there at Miami Metro, so maybe they were like, who could it be? Dexter's involved with Trinity, you know. I think they need some other piece to make that logical. But uh, They do, but, then, but if there was a scene where uh, Dexter breaks into Boyd's house mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and and ends up getting attacked by someone I, I do. You mean he breaks into Cole's house and he gets attacked by Cole? Oh, he breaks into Cole's house. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I got my break-ins confused. I guess, okay, why does he break into Cole's house? Well, he's trying to kill Cole. <laughs> oh. Uh, and I think I think he, because um, remember they're waiting outside, him and Lumen are waiting outside. Right. And, yeah, I think, it's, I think they're going to kill Cole that night. If I'm not mistaken, and he's waiting for the neighbor to go to sleep, the light goes off. He goes in, and then Cole is Cole attacks him. Okay. And then as, uh, Lumen comes in and saves him, and they leave. Okay. So pretty, wait, were they looking for evidence, or or was? Yeah, see, I thought they were evidence. doing something there besides trying to kill him. But yeah, I don't know if they were trying to kill him just yet. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they might they might have just been looking for evidence, but now I don't really remember. <laughs> I so I was wondering if Cole actually recognized, like, if he actually was able to get a look at Dexter during that uh, encounter. It was dark, so I'm gonna say no. Yeah, uh, but you know, I I wouldn't. You know, there's other ways you could leave evidence. I guess if he saw Dexter pull up in his car. Right you know, or something like that, uh, he could get the license plate or I don't yes, know. Yes, that's true. 
I mean, now that he's dead, I feel like we won't ever find out, but... It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Uh, what else happened this episode? Uh, this is They had a little thing about uh, Lumen's uh, ex-fiance coming into the picture and trying to take her off to oh, yeah. the trip around the world, and she apparently, she obviously says no. Right. She's got people to kill. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, so many trips around the world that ended that way, just... You know, can't go. I got pizza kill. Yeah. I mean, there's like four more episodes left. I'm really not leaving right now. Exactly. She's like, they want me to be in these episodes all season, dude. I can't just leave right now. Yeah. And I really don't think me going on a world tour with you is going to be really good for the show. No. Not for the budget, at least. Yeah, exactly. Because you know that's how they make that's how they make decisions on the show. They leave it up to the characters to decide what's going to happen. <laughs> and Lumen was like, "No, I don't think I should go around the world." So, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, the big, uh, another big thing is um, Lumen uh, gets in a little fender bender with Peter Weller, and he you know, oh, yeah. sets up uh, so he can get some information on her, and then. Um, Lumen, of course, uh, Lumen and Dexter end up killing Cole because Cole, uh, you know, ends up seeing Lumen at the seminar and follows her back to the room. Uh, Dexter kills him, and then she realizes that Dexter's done this before, and blah, blah, blah. He's opening up a new person to his, you know, carousel of passengers in the, in the, in the ride with the dark passengers. Indeed. Indeed. We've been down this road before. We have, and ne- you know what? I, I want to tell Lumen it never ends well for whoever gets close to Dexter. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. always end up dead. Yeah, yeah. Does Dexter realize that yet? Seemingly not. <laughs> I feel like the death of his wife should have made him reflect on how many people around him have died because of his dark passenger. I agree. And I agree. It yeah, it didn't seem to make him reflect, and and but what? Yeah, that's weird. That every single important person who was like, "Ooh, this is my new best friend," they end up dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like if Lumen just asked him, like, "Have you ever told anyone about this before?" Mm-hmm. You know what happened to them? Oh, they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, she would. She would. She would not want to hear that. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. I mean, in the past, it's always been because they, you know, they take on a life of their own, basically, and go off and start doing things that Dexter's not okay with. Mm -hmm. And he can't really control them, so he ends up having to kill them. I don't quite see that happening with Lumen. Um, I don't don't really know what they're going to do with her. I, I, I... I can imagine her dying in circumstances. I don't quite see Dexter killing her unless she goes through some big change. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I guess I I mean, I think they're going to end up killing killing all the guys and she'll get her peace. Um she yeah. might end up dying, you know, in some weird altercation at the very end, you know, like the bad guy dies but she gets wounded, but she's right. She's alive long enough to feel peace and but I can also see her just leaving. Me too. Maybe That's what the, I maybe imagine. Maybe be the one that got away. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, 
considering she, well, I don't know if that's true, but. Yeah, I'm thinking she she doesn't necessarily need to kill anymore once she's gotten her revenge. Mm -hmm. But she could. She She could. She could do it where she just has to find other people who have who do things like this and I can't live knowing that other women are being abused like this. Yeah. And she goes out to find more of them. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, and they could just have specifically that they could have a thing where you realize Chase isn't the top of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. You know. There's this he that he's the leader of the like regional version. Oh of God. There's but there's there's other people out there, and you know Dexter's not gonna go, but Lumen might decide that she's got to go track down some lead on the the bigger boss or something. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I I do feel like she's gone from the show one way or another, yeah. but she's definitely gone. I think I think that that seems more likely than the stuff that's happened in the past. Because mm-hmm. I just I don't see her turning evil basically. Yeah. Her name's Lumen. How could she be dark? Exactly. Unless they wanted to make that the point. Mm-hmm. Lumen goes to the dark side. As long as the finale is entitled "Everything Is Deluminated." <laughs> I hope not. That would be really awful. All right. So that's pretty much the recap uh, for the episode. So we can just kind of maybe generally talk about the season. Um, okay. I guess I guess I've liked this season so far. Um, you know, last season was still the best. Uh, yeah. But but this season's been been okay. I it's it's just different enough with with Lumen. I think uh, that that it makes it that it makes it pretty good because I think pretty much all the other storylines are just kind of regular Dexter stuff going on. Nothing that interesting. And I almost, you know, the Santa Marte case is probably one of the less interesting cases. Oh, ever. what a disaster that part is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember my previous um, crackpot theory that, you know, how, you know, they were going to get to the club and, and that was going to lead to whoever was, really behind the Santa Muerte religion or the the crimes and it was going to lead to this bigger thing and, and maybe that had to do with what, you know, uh, the people who took Lumen or something and none of that happened. Yeah. And it really just, again, it seems like two guys who decided to... Two guys who know, like to party at the club. They like to party at the club and they didn't want to use their own money. So, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's It's hard to make that compelling, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little. It, well, and they're so half-dimensional. I mean, you know, yeah, they're like they're like eighties like action movie villains. Yeah, yeah, they just hate and they have no reason to do anything else, and that's it. And they, yeah, they care who gets in their way. They have no other motive than to just do that one. Thing. I mean, you know, the, it's only been one brother we've seen, right? I don't think we've even seen the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Guys. No, I mean, I think they've shown him, but I don't think he's had any lines. Yeah, he like has any lines, and uh, so it's 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 tough when those are supposed to be the guys behind whatever's going on, and they're just just like, yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah. Uh, but but it, you know, at this point, it seems like that whole storyline is really just coming down to more sort of politics and the police force. Right. It's not really Maria. about the killings. It's about 
you know, yeah. what what that means for the, you know, what how that impacts the uh the politics. Yeah, so that that stuff hasn't been that great. Um but uh overall I I've been enjoying this season. It, it hasn't it hasn't lost me. I think uh, I, there's been times in other seasons I've been more bored or something, so this is this, it's been pretty good. I, I, I wish it was better, but you know, I don't I don't really know what it's missing. Well, I do know what it's missing. I think it's missing Dexter growing. I think he his character hasn't grown much, even 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 given the immense challenges he's had and conflict. Like you know, some of the little things we talk about, it's like he doesn't even consider this. He doesn't consider that. Like Rita just right. died, and now he's replacing her with women. Does he know he's doing that? You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, is he, I, is he aware of that? I think they've lost the thing that they portrayed pretty well in past seasons. Not really last season, but previous, maybe even not even season three. But the original thing with Dexter was he was very, he was very smart. He was very meticulous, and he paid attention to details because he had to. And at this point, it kind of feels like he's very sloppy and. Very sloppy. And he just doesn't consider obvious things really often. Yeah, it was really dis- disconcerting and surprising when, uh, and rightly so, it was a, it was a revelation, but in, in Circle S at the end when he sees the picture and, and Lumen's like, they all, this is this is from 15 years ago. They all they all grew up together. And he's like, Dexter's like, what does this mean? And I'm like, you shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> you know, like, Dexter's not the one who goes, what does this mean? Yeah, uh, and it was kind of exciting that he's that you know to be in that for him to be in that situation of discovering this big conspiracy like that's cool. But I think it's a bit indicative of his character this, these days, where yeah, he isn't the guy who's on top of everything. Uh, um, and and it obviously makes sense that he's sloppier. He's got the baby. He's got all these other problems. But that's I why I like, think it worked last season mm-hmm. because I felt like well, yeah, that, I it was like part of the point. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, maybe that's the the, the point now is it's, it doesn't seem like it's part of the point. It seems like it's just happening. Right. He's not he's not processing he's not processing like the crap that's going on. So it seems like it doesn't matter, and it seems like they're not conscious of it. You know, because but if you pointed out little things like then it would make it seem like okay, well they're doing it. The writers are doing it for a reason to give him some some growth or to give him some whatever, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, I just feel like the kill the week stuff and all that is really not great this season. I'm, I don't know what it is, but I just really, I, I feel almost bad for the his kills of the week. You know, especially that one, the last guy, the guy who was wrapped in plastic. I just felt like, man, Dexter, you didn't do your homework. You just wanted to find somebody to kill. Like, you know, I feel like I need more justification for his kills these days than I, than I needed before. You know, because I feel like he's, you know, maybe because he sees how, like, you know, he's just done it so much more. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that whole aspect of the show isn't working as much as it used to. They haven't done a lot of kills of the week. Yeah, um, I mean, Boyd was one. Boyd was a kill in two weeks, but you know, he actually did something bad. Yeah, Boyd is more than a kill of the week now. He's like a part yeah. of the main plot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I, you know, in, it looked like a kill of the week at the time, but it turned into the arc for the whole season. So, so I, I'll, I the only kill of the week this season so far, I think, is that guy, that guy in the in the car. 
Yeah. Well, and then there's a guy, he killed the boathouse. Oh, um, well, that wasn't really a kill of the week. That was yeah, a spur of the moment it. thing. And that guy probably didn't do anything. Yeah. Dexter never checked up on it, surely. Dexter didn't, didn't seem to care about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and where's Harry been the last couple episodes? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm I'm wondering if that actor was off doing something, and that's why he's not showing up because it's weird not to have him at all. Mm-hmm. After he after he's like, you know, this is the most human thing I've ever seen you do. Mm-hmm. Like, where's his? That's the thing I'm missing is Dexter's continued growth and and progression towards being more human. Right. Like, I don't really see that happening anymore. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I I do think, yeah. There, I I wouldn't. I I do. I, what do I want to say? Your words. Your I like words. where the season's going, like now more than I did when we did the last podcast. It feels more like, more like Dexter that you know I've enjoyed watching over time, and like you said, it is like actually less boring than some stuff they've done before. Um. But I do, I do think last season was stronger, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, they gave they gave Trinity a, a lot of time. And you, you got to know him quite a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, by this point in the season I, even, and I feel like we're ba- we've barely scratched the surface with the main villains. And so I think they're kind of just going to be less uh, defined, than Trinity was. Yeah, I almost feel like there's just too much going on for Dexter. I mean, he's he's barely dealing with Harrison. He's you know he's the whole thing of is, is Harrison a killer in the making? Like they kind of want to talk about that, but you know they bring that up just a little bit, and it's just I don't know what this season is about for Dexter. I mean, obviously there's something clear, you know, clearly defined with with him and Lumen, but yeah. You know, if season four is about Dexter trying to become the perfect, uh, you know, family man and serial killer and seeing if that's possible and it turning out not to be, yeah. you know, I don't know what kind of through line you can say about this season, you know, where you could see, okay, this is about Dexter, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know what. Right. I agree. It's not clear. I, I'm assuming slash hoping that, by the end, there will be some arc that makes sense, mm-hmm. like last season. But, yeah, I mean, and it doesn't even feel like there's too much going on to me. I mean, really, it feels like there's actually a limited number of things going on. But it's just, I guess to me, only only the Jordan Chase Lumen storyline is really compelling to me at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm, I don't think I really care about the Santa Muerte thing, as we discussed, for obvious reasons. I mean, it almost feels like that's over, even though one of the brothers is still out there. Um, uh, I, I had a crackpot theory when they had the St. Bridges stuff that somehow the babysitter was going to be involved with that, but I don't think that anymore. I still don't have a clue what they're doing with the babysitter. I assume something will happen with her, but I really don't know what at this point. You know, I honestly think they just they really need a babysitter for Dexter. Because Deb can't babysit. Right. He's got to work, and Dexter has to work and kill. Yeah. So I think they just need a character that's a babysitter, and they're just making her somewhat interesting as a character to give her this 
this, you know, folksy Irish backstory thing, you know, right. characteristics, I should say. Uh, but I don't know if she's going to, if there's any big storyline that's going to come out of her, uh, you know, like I thought before, where she seemed like something was going to happen or, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like she's just mainly functional. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. so I guess, she, you know, she might be back next season and she's just she's just a nanny, you know. That's it, yeah. I mean, that can work, you know. I mean, they'll they'll take their opportunity to do character drama and conflict with them, obviously. Yeah. You know, they did a little bit of that with the little Saint Bridget thing, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really see a big a big plot thing happening where she ends up doing something crazy or he ends up finding a new nanny or anything. I think she just might be around for a little while because they need her. They need somebody. Yeah. I guess I could see her maybe getting killed. Um. It, you know, if the uh, Jordan Chase crew, like, tr- you know, tries to get get at Dexter and, you know, she's with the baby at the time or something. I could see that happening. Yeah, but then they just have to get a new nanny. And we <laughs> went through that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't put my money on that one. Yeah. That's true. You have to have more interview scenes. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they're gonna keep. I think they're keeping her. I the very well worn interview montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I guess so. I I am I am curious, you know, and curious is as far as I want to go um, about the uh, you know the background. You know what what do they do when they are kids? Like how did this happen? What's going on with them? Like it does seem kind of interesting uh, at this point. And I really don't have a theory at all. Like I, I feel like Dexter. What does this mean? I don't know. What does this mean? <laughs> I don't know. With with Trinity, I think they set up his backstory pretty well, and there were clues. I I really I don't know. Maybe there are clues I'm missing, but I I just don't I don't understand what they're going to say about those kids and how they became part of this strange well, group. There's five people in the picture. Yeah. And we've seen three of them, right? The Dennis, yeah. Boyd, and Cole. Yeah. So there's two people in the picture unidentified, and then Chase isn't in the picture. Right. And Dexter thinks maybe he took the picture. So there's, so there's six people total. Yeah. And we've only – so we've, they've gotten three. There's one out. And so there's two still unidentified. So, as I, you know, at this point, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, unless it'll be like you know, putting pulling my other theory back out. Uh, they take down Chase, and then they find that you know they Lumen gets on the trails of the last two guys after they take down Chase, but those two guys you know aren't in Miami; they're somewhere else. And so she goes after them, and that's how she gets off the show. But yeah, um, you know, unless those two guys are going to come into play very soon here. Uh, you know, it's just weird that everyone's not in the picture. But then you got to have someone. You know, they didn't have to make who took the picture be a, an important deal. So it seems like they need. You know, they wanted six people total. Right. Yeah. Or it's just five people, and the per- person who took the picture doesn't matter, and chases didn't grow up with him, and there's that's part of the story or something. Right. Right. 
Right, but then how did he get involved with this? It's just sort of weird because, at least with Chase, you know, he's got this career. He's a successful motivational speaker. He doesn't have any, you know, aside from his own dark passenger, you know, he shouldn't necessarily have a need to go out and, you know, kill people like, uh, you know. Well, I mean, I think his whole take it philosophy to me, if you take it to the extreme, you get this. Like, yeah, I, I, I think th- that's what I, they're trying to say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's part of what the story is, is that these guys have this philosophy of taking what they want when they want it, and it led to this sort of, you know, this this, this criminal uh, activity. But uh, I don't know if it'll be much more than that. I guess I feel like there should be a reason why they want that. Well, they want it because they want it. What do you mean? I mean, why do they want to, like, kidnap, well, torture, and rape? Okay, and... Then, then that's a question you, you, you ask about rape. Why, do you, why does a person, you know, abuse someone else? Well, yeah, so in real life it's weird, but I feel like on Dexter they usually give a reason. You know what I mean? Like, for Dexter, it's because his mom was murdered in front of him. Yeah, and I think you know, for, for Trinity, guys, it was is, because he saw his sister die, and then he killed his father. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, usually they give good. backstories that somehow explain why they want to do that stuff. Yeah, and I think the answer might be they have this philosophy that that taken to the extreme does this. I think that might be the answer. But you're saying you want some event to have happened that they they're going to call back. Yeah, like I, I feel like I feel like the philosophy only gets you to the point where if you want something, you take it. But I feel like to to actually want to do that stuff, they need they need more than that, and there needs to be some some further event, maybe something that happened to them when they were kids or whatever, that you know provides some kind of explanation for why they would want to do what they've done. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like that's that's where the picture is going. You know, yeah. something something like, well, I don't want to say that. That would be a spoiler. Um, but th- basically just some, maybe some childhood trauma. That 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 tends to be a, a recurring thing that Dexter goes well, yeah, through. Yeah, I mean, there probably will be some sort of thing that something all happened to these guys that, that bonded them together and, and to, you know, that led to this thing. I, I, I don't know what could have happened to them as kids that would make them do this 15 years later. Uh, that, that's why I put my money in the in the in the take it philosophy basket, uh, because to me that gives them the license to do whatever they want to do. And if if any of them have predilections to abusing women, then one you know one thing goes too far, and then then you have what what they're doing. So yeah, I mean they they it, it probably is better if they have some childhood trauma thing. But I don't know what it would be though. I don't know what happens to you that makes you want to do this. Um, you know what they could they could say because you know it'd be like um, well, like Dexter saying that De- you know Dexter does this because he saw his mom killed in front of him. I mean, it probably won't be anything straightforward anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I'm 
that's for me. That's sort of what's com- uh, propelling me forward. I would say the Peter Weller stuff is kind of turning. It's turning in a different direction from what I expected. Although at the same time, it's sort of what I expected. Um, where Quinn is kind of losing interest, and it's really Peter Weller saying like, "I'm going to tell Deborah. You better give me some money." Like he's hooked into this. And he becomes the the primary like motivator for that yeah. whole plot to keep going. And then he can find out stuff, and he can die, you know. And then Quinn doesn't have to. But I didn't really, I didn't really quite expect Quinn to just sort of start start not caring. Well, he started not caring when Deb started caring about him more. And I right. think that was like he's he's actually sort of I think. I don't know. It, it makes me. It makes me think that you know, uh, Quinn a couple of seasons ago would would have just kept going with it, but but it seems like now he's sort of more invested in Deb. He's like, okay, I'll drop this Dexter thing, or at least try to. Yeah. But then you know, it, it's better conflict because then Peter uh, Weller's character can can be the, the the driving force. Yeah, yeah. It's like at this point, it doesn't matter what Quinn wants. Mm-hmm. Like he's just gonna keep he's just gonna keep after Dexter. It's yeah. weird because like he puts this sort of guilt trip like Dexter's dirty. You know you're you have to do it as a cop. Like it's just like it's like he he has this he has this weird code that he's trying mm-hmm. to guilt trip him with. Robo code. Yeah, robo code. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, he's he's yeah. As a cop, he's trying to tell him you need to be a cop and do your job. Yeah. Right. Right. But like you know, Peter Weller himself is a corrupt cop, so he's he himself violates the well, code corrupt, of being a cop. According to who? The police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't that matter? I mean, I don't know. It, it, you know, uh, if it's true, it should matter. I don't know if it's true. Just because the police say it doesn't mean it's true. I don't know. I mean, what was the whole thing? He was caught on the take. They didn't really explain what happened. No, they didn't really explain. It's all kind of vague. just steamrolled over to make to make a rip between LaGuerta and him and yeah. and all that stuff. And so I, I don't know what he did or didn't do. <laughs> but yeah, he seems to be. He seems he's obviously not a, a stand-up guy, you know, just by his methods that we've seen. So yeah, Maria busted uh, him doing something. He must doing something. Yeah. Which is which is undefined but but that bitch puts cuffs on me. <laughs> <laughs> he's good though, man. He's 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 good at that character. He's very oh, yeah. scary. He's 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 got a lot of energy. He does. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I like it a lot. It's he's he's a weird character cuz he's he's really on the fringes. Like he's really not involved with anything except that one plot. There's a lot of guest stars this season. That's true. That's true. It kind of feels like season three of True Blood, where they just threw in like a lot of, a lot of extra characters. Yeah. To try to like compensate for the fact that they didn't have one big major villain, you know, like Trinity last season. Well, and because they did lose some characters. You know, Rita's gone. The kids are gone. Yeah. They did lose some characters. That's true. 
And then they have other, they have uh, you know a lot of the they have the characters like paired up now, so they don't even have mm-hmm. independent plots. It's weird because it it feels like there's a lot going on. It feels like there's not much going on. It, it feels like they don't get anything accomplished, but there aren't that many storylines. Yeah, I just feel like I feel like this. I feel like there's there's a lot of pieces to the stories, but I feel like the storylines themselves aren't streamlined. So I feel like don't have a you know, don't have scenes where Dexter is freaking out about uh, um, Harrison being a killer and what his first words are, unless you're really going to follow that with how he feels about trying to be a killer and a dad and and, and sort of the other repercussions of of Rita dying. And I feel like if they kind of were focused on one thing, then it would it would it would it would matter more, but I, there's the little bitty things they keep bringing up and not really following through with. So it feels like a lot's happening, but they're only fragments of storylines. So yeah, you know, with no real conclusion. So it feels like nothing's happening yet. There's all these you know plate spinning, sort of to speak. But yes, um, yeah, you know, that's true. That's true. I mean. Yeah, I kind of feel like that whole thing with with Harrison being a serial killer just can't really go anywhere in yeah. in in the near future. I mean, Dexter can sit there and worry about it, but you know, where's that going to get you? Well, until Dexter's, I mean, until Harrison's, you know, next words are dark passenger. I think he's fine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, okay, at least you're talking about. Dark Passengers and uh, Aries Code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it does feel like they're sort of adrift. Like, the show sort of lost its way. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's not bad enough that and it's what's like... What's weird is, all he has to do is, is, is to say, like, is to really anchor that in to Dexter and make it and make him make us and make him conscious of the aimlessness or something yeah. and then to tie it back to Rita's death or tie it back to something yeah and it's like Presto Chango you have direction <laughs> I don't know right it's easy in a way to just do that to just be like okay Dexter's sloppy because what because he he's not thinking straight he doesn't know what to do anymore like why is he being sloppy like give us a reason for it don't just be Okay, he's sloppy, and that's it. Right, right. And it, it doesn't even seem like they've made it a point that he's sloppy. Yeah, exactly. It's just like this this half point. Like, it takes but, the audience to see, you know, see that he's sloppy, but it doesn't seem like Dexter himself or any, you know, it doesn't seem like the show recognizes that he's being sloppy. Like, when Dexter, like, that last episode, uh, everything is illuminated when, at the end, when, you know, the, the two, he, he, you know, he, takes the guy wrapped in plastic and throws him in the, the, the warehouse with the guy Lumen shot. The mm-hmm. I mean, that that was as close to Dexter being caught, I think, as we've seen, you know, uh, on the show. Uh, I mean, it was, he was inches away from Deb and the other detectives seeing this guy being chased by Dexter. Yeah. And yet, after that, he has no thoughts to himself or reflections about what he should do differently in the future or the fact he had a huge close call or how would he explain this, you know. So I think that's the thing to me, for me that's missing is you see him screwing up 
but you don't see him realizing he's screwing up, so it just seems like it's crappy writing or, or you know, something not that interesting with his character. But if they made a point of it, and if he said, if, if in the next episode he told Lumen, like, you're going to get me caught, blah, 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 you know, make some conflict with her or something, I don't know, but just, you know, the whole, he should be saying, you know, my, my code and my plan and my whatever, my MO isn't working the way it used to, what's wrong, you know. Yeah. But he doesn't care. He doesn't seem to care or notice. Yeah. Right, right. And and that's another thing that I don't know if it really would have helped at all, but that kind of bothered me about the Santa Moira case, and and that Dexter didn't really seem interested in it at all. Oh, he didn't care. He didn't have anything to say about it in the voiceover. The couple of times where he was involved in the investigation, he barely participated. He just sort of showed up, threw him a tiny bit, and then just, like, left to do his own thing. You know, but he showed no interest in it whatsoever. He didn't have comments to make about it. I I want to say it would make it more interesting if he cared, but it, it's hard for me to care when the main character doesn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, like it would have to be really independently interesting, and it's not. And Dexter has no insights about it, so it's just like it's just kind of floating out there with, without anything to draw me in. You know, and I I think that. The stuff Dexter has to say about killers a lot of times can, you know, make them more interesting. Well, yeah, and he wasn't, uh, you know, he was he didn't obviously admire anything about the killers. He wasn't like, right, hey, that's interesting, or yeah, or you know, finding again, like you said before, about his his attention to detail, you know, seeing little details and catching things. You know, it's not about him in that case, but that definitely has a drawback because it's less interesting because he's not involved in it. Right, right, right. Like, I think the ice truck killer case would be a lot less interesting if you took out all the stuff Dexter said about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, I think his comments about it made it seem more interesting. Because he was noticing things that the police weren't, and not necessarily telling them either. Yeah. You know, and that's the weird game. I mean, he's been playing that, I guess, since season one, like, you know, working for the police, but at the same time working against them. And I, I guess there's a line in one of these episodes where he actually says <laughs> he's doing that. You know, he hasn't done that very often, but that's actually yeah. been a running thing for the whole series. Yeah, he does it all the time. Like where he yeah gets information he doesn't share it or he puts he falsifies information puts them on the wrong trail yeah yeah and oftentimes I mean at least recently it's you know it's not been particularly good that he did that but I think I agree like fundamentally you know the show's called Dexter it's about Dexter. And to make the show good, they need Dexter to be compelling as a character and to have some kind of sense of uh, a path he's on and something, you know, some uh, series of circumstances he's going through that's somehow going to lead him somewhere. And uh, I, I feel like with this season, it at the beginning it felt it felt like that was going to happen, but it. As the season's gone on, it's it feels more and more like he's just kind of reacting to whatever happened. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you, that's a good point you said about the what he sort of like 
the path he thinks he's on, at least. Because I remember in season four, like, he would be questioning, oh, is Trinity, you know, the my vision of the future? Is this the way I should be living my life? Is right. He, you know, he had some idea of what he was going to get out of what he was doing. Exactly. Of course, he, of course he wasn't going to get it. But now with Lumen, it's just about him fulfilling the pro- his promise to her, and that's it. It's not about can I share my dark passenger and be okay? You know, it's not even about that. We're yeah. We're sort of fundamental to Dexter. I mean, I mean, it is about that a little bit. He's bringing, you know, her into his life, but he's not questioning the outcome of how that's going to help him on his long-term journey. And I think, yeah, I think especially, yeah, like you said, especially on this show, like hearing Dexter's internal monologue about his growth is important. And, and I don't think you've, you've, we really got that this season. Yeah. Yeah, I think even though and coming after Rita too, I mean, I mean, he should be he should he shouldn't be doing anything but thinking, right? I mean, yeah, if if she mattered at all, I just feel like you know, and obviously they're not going to do this on the show, but in the real world, like he should just be seriously rehashing everything that happened over and over and over again until he has some catharsis and some realization about how he should change his actions, and he hasn't done that <laughs> in the least, right? I think yeah. the first couple of episodes conveyed the shock and kind of, you know, bewildered state that he goes into initially. I felt like that was a good start. Yeah, but, but there's no second part of that. Where yeah, they he, never got to step two. Yeah, and it just became, oh, step two was he needs to kill. That leads him to Boyd. Yeah. And then, and then that leads him to Lumen, and then he gets wrapped up in that. It's like, well, what happened to, you know, Rita? Right. And, like, he needs to kill. I mean, that that's not a good step, too, because that's no. been there all along. He's needed to kill for the whole show. I that's, honestly feel like that's where the season should have been different, and he should have gone, I need to kill, but wait a minute, that's what that's what led me to all this. All the yeah. misery in my life has, led, has come from this. What if I don't kill? What if I don't do this? And even if he obviously can't can, uh, abstain forever, Something different, you know, I think was warranted after Rita's death. Some some, some decision on his part to, like, try to do something different, even if it doesn't work. Right. Yeah, I agree. You know, because he, be, he should be worried about Harrison now. He should be worried, like, he's tracking Cole and Boyd and all these people, and he should be worried about, you know, the uh, people coming to kill him, kill his family or anything like that. I mean, that doesn't seem to be that much of a concern. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, you know, he when he screws up, he should be like, I can't make a mistake like this. It might lead, it might, uh, you know, it could lead them back to back to Harrison. You know, right. I, you know, just little things like that where you know you're realizing that he's aware of of his own sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, where he's at, you know, in his journey. Yeah. 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 Like, there's a lot of other circumstances where it seems like he's missing the obvious lesson or observation that he should be be learning or, or making about what's going on. And Dexter of the past seemed much more, much more in tune with himself and much more, you know, aware of what was going on around him and able to take something from it. Yeah. And I think it's frustrating to have him not, not be on that level anymore. It is. And to not even know he's not on that level is a is an extra level of frustration. Yeah. 
and you know, I think him him deciding to kill Cole in the in the hotel was kind of risky. Yeah, you know, like it it seems sort of okay until the point of that scene where he where he tells Cole, "Don't scream when I take this thing out of your mouth." And I'm yeah. thinking, "Wow, that's bad." Yeah, that's that's risky. The other thing like, was Cole fucking smashes through the door. Oh, totally. You know what? And they totally, totally, totally just. I don't think they're going to – I wonder what they're going to do with that. Because I, I, when he smashed that door, I'm like, okay, well, that's some evidence there. Yeah, but, that's oh, not going to look good. That's not going to look good. And they didn't seem to fix it. They didn't no. seem to, you know. And you and what's weird is the whole time that he's being killed, like I'm pretty sure around that time is when Chase and the other security team start looking for Cole. Yes. What are they going to do? The first thing is go to his room. Absolutely. So, so they're going to see the door busted in and, and see, like, plastic and the other side. So I don't know how they're going to how they're gonna fix that. I, I almost think they should have not had Cole jump through that thing like that. I know. He should have just sort of, you know, slid his way in sneakily or something. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I bet they're going to pull a warehouse and just not even talk about it. Yep, warehouse the and, and the guy in the bathroom, too. Yeah, it'll be it'll they'll have a scene with the with Cole's uh with the security team and they're gonna be like, What's with this door? What you know, where did Cole go and why is the door busted down? And then Masuka will show up and we'll have some voiceover and Masuka can pantomime what happened. Right. And they'll nod their heads and then he'll go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't hear any of it. We won't hear anything. It'll just be we'll a see some grinding, we'll see some weird gestures. Yep. Uh, you know, and uh, a couple of strange reactions from the people, and then I'll be a... Yeah, yeah. And then Dexter will walk in and say, I agree with Masuka's theory. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And what's I... also, what's, another thing that's kind of weird is they're not exactly going on the Dexter is training... Uh, Lumina be his protege no. either. Like it's sort of kind of that, but he's not really training her. And and I mean that the warehouse episode, I think Illuminated was close to that, where he's teaching her the tools of the trade and stuff like that, and yeah. you know how to how to sort of trap follow somebody who's bleeding and what the different thing you know pulls of blood means and how far it's apart and all that stuff like that. That's kind of like training her, but um um. But I kind of expected more of that when they killed Cole. I expected him to explain his process to her. Uh, I, he yeah, me too. It, he didn't. He didn't actually explain it. Right. Yeah. That. That's the thing. Like again, it just seems like he's reacting more so than actually making something out of the situation. Yeah, and and it seems, and, and uh, he doesn't want. I mean, obviously, he doesn't want her to. He doesn't necessarily want to train a protege. Right. Uh, why they're not doing that. But um, also, I thought I thought uh, Lumen was going to kill Cole. Yeah. You know, I thought Dexter was going to let her do it. And when he did it, I'm thinking, you're just so selfish. You're such a selfish killer. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, I didn't uh, think that, but I agree. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, wow, okay, he this really was for him. You know, like Lumen said, you'd be here anyway if if, if I wasn't here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you get to see like, okay. It yeah, it's more like he reluctantly lets her tag along. 
mm-hmm. because she's got a personal stake and and so on. But it's really it's really his thing. Yeah. You know, and he he lets her buy the supplies and stuff. But yeah, again, it's not really. And in the warehouse, it was you know because of the situation, he he had to get out of it, and so there were certain things he had to tell her to do. But it 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 doesn't feel like that's the point. And you're right, he doesn't actually want to train her, which I sort of buy. But that would at least be um, a direction, mm-hmm. you know, if they did that. And they just don't really have that. There there isn't yeah. a direction to what they're doing. You know, and maybe maybe again <laughs> coming back to my theory of how the season will sort of end with Lumen. Maybe maybe that'll be the thing. Maybe she's sort of unofficially getting training now, and then it'll be she'll use that training to go off and catch the other two guys or something. Yeah. Maybe maybe something like that. But yeah, it's nothing definitive and that <clears throat> kinda that that kinda doesn't make it that compelling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really about the the practicalities. It's it's more just about like she sees him kill someone and you know, the the just the general idea of it all. Mhm. You know, not like, okay, if we're going to do this, you know, we have to go through these steps so that we can pull it off. Yeah. You know, and she, I mean, you know, she causes, I mean, the the reason the door got broke down is because she left. She wasn't supposed to do that. Well, she was supposed to leave. The, she just uh, wasn't supposed to stop in the in the lobby <laughs> where Cole could see her. <laughs> she was she was she, supposed to leave. Where yeah, was she supposed she, to go? She was supposed to go. Uh, where was she supposed to go? I thought she was supposed to stay in the room. No, she was supposed to leave for something. Um, because that was the whole thing. Was didn't he say like you're supposed to leave before Cole does his rounds? So Cole doesn't see. Cause she, wait, what, what, now I'm really confused. I could have sworn she was supposed to go somewhere, and and she's leaving to go somewhere, and then she just happens to see Dexter on stage, which is why she stops. But I think she was supposed to leave. I thought he told her to stay in the room so that Cole didn't see her, and then well, she just said, left anyway, and she got distracted by the fact that Dexter was up there. So then, well, I think okay, well, I think yeah, I think she was supposed to stay in the room when Cole was doing his rounds or something. But I think she was supposed to leave at some point. Okay. I don't I don't remember why she was supposed to leave. I'm trying to think what was she supposed to go do. Did they already have the supplies? I think they I think by that point they, they had the supplies. Because hmm. I think the uh the the room was already set up. Because they tried to do it the first time, and then, uh, you know, he was having sex, so they didn't do it. Sex prevents so many murders. Indeed. All right, let me see if I can find it. Now I'm curious about what he told her to do. He's killing Cole. She's going to stay. We're going to the room together. I can't remember that part. Let's see if he told her anything after that. 
Oh, that's right. It was the next day. That's right, because at first I, yeah, they didn't tell him that first night, so it was the next day. Here it is. Yeah, see, so he says, wait till the session starts. No one will spot you when you leave. Stay clear of the service elevator. Okay, okay. So he's supposed to be leaving. She's supposed to leave, okay. I guess. I don't know why she's supposed to leave, though. Uh, I don't either. Let me see if I can. Oh, here it is. Lily wakes up, fresh and renewed. I don't know why she leaves. She's just going to tell her to leave. And I guess maybe it was the idea that uh, she was going to stay there that night to kill Cole, but she didn't. I mean, because they didn't kill her. They didn't kill him. And so now she's going to leave. He's going (laughs) to kill her, but this time she's not going to be there? That's the plan? Yeah, or she's supposed to leave and come back? I don't know. I I don't see any line where, where they explain why she needs to leave except for him saying, Leave, you know, telling her when to leave and how to not get caught. So. Right. Yeah, like, the, I don't see any reason why she would want to leave. Why wouldn't she say, I want to watch, isn't she supposed to be there for the murder? I mean, isn't that the point? Well, I think the point really is, you know, she needs to go downstairs and get caught by Cole. Right. right? <laughs> So I, I kind of feel like if she stays in the room, that's not going to ever happen. So yeah, uh, I don't. But but that doesn't really explain why he tells her to stay necessarily. Yeah, I, don't know, well, I guess that maybe that explains why he tells her to leave. But he could have told her to stay, and she could leave on her own. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're missing. Yeah, her. that's what I thought happened. I guess because it didn't make any sense to me that she was supposed to leave, but. He does say that, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, I think I think maybe it's, you know, she's going to leave, but she's going to come back later maybe. Because <laughs> he, he's going to, I forget now, did he say he, because I think he's planning to kill him later that night still, right? Oh, really? Okay. So she's just going to leave just so she didn't have to sit around all day? Yeah, she's just going to leave uh, because she only came there to, to drop off the, the stuff. Because I don't think she was originally going to be there. Oh, she and wasn't she even supposed to, to be there. She came, yeah, and she showed up to drop off the stuff, I think. I mean, wasn't she there, like, right when they were going to kill him the first time? I well, mean, Yeah, yeah, but that's because she came to bring the supplies. And remember, he was upset that she was there because, you know, she could have been spotted. 
Okay, so yeah, I don't think she true. was supposed to be there. And okay. then, and then, then I think during the course of that conversation, he decides to let her stay that night to be there when when he kills when she kills when he kills Cole. Right. And then they decide to prep the room together, and then they end up not killing Cole. And then it's the next day, and then he tells her to leave, but she gets, you know, spotted by Cole. So. I think that's how. I think that's what happened. Okay, okay. I don't think she was really supposed to be there. Okay, that wasn't the original plan. Yeah. I see. I see. Hope that's right. Okay, so that's great. So again, he just kind of reacts to the situation. Mhm. Yeah, you know, Dexter really should have been. He didn't. I don't know. What do you think about the whole thing when he's gets up on stage and and uh, Chase, uh, you know, tells all that personal stuff about him. And Dexter didn't seem to didn't seem to be phased one bit by by any aspect of that. <laughs> um, well, the first part it was kind of interesting, um, and I kind of liked how they played it, but the fact that Dexter didn't react or get phased, yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, and I don't just mean, like, you know, an emotional reaction because of the Rita stuff. I just mean, like, he's not wondering why this guy knows this much stuff. Yeah. He's not wondering why this guy is doing this to him here and now. <laughs> you know, I, it just seems like something should be happening in Dexter's head. And I would expect voice over there to mm-hmm. somehow comment what, you know, his, his suspicions about whatever's happening. Yeah. You know, or at least ask the question, what's going on? Yeah. Why is he doing this? Maybe uh, you, you're asking uh, about the, the the boys and, and how they decide to do this whole abduction ring. Maybe, uh, you know, because the big thing here is the, the primal, the primal, uh, what is it? Primal instincts? What did, they, what did Jordan Chase call it? The primal self? Primal self. And uh, and the whole thing is about being open to knowing what the primal self wants. And, I mean, I think everything he's saying here is really going to tie into the history of these boys because he talks about you know being something happening and you're being shattered, and then you got to be open to figuring out what the primal self wants when you're shattered, and then you know back right. your way forward or something. So I think that's going to pretty much explain maybe what happens with these boys. Something happens and they're shattered and then they realize what do they, you know, maybe something, maybe they, maybe it's like a, <laughs> uh, you know, a, they kind of bond over being rejected by girls or something. I don't know. Okay. And, uh, and then that leads them to sort of going too far with, with uh, dominating women or something. Right. Because that's what the primal self wants. Primal self wants, uh, you know, whatever you tell it to want, I guess. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Made up. Who cares? <laughs> <sighs> I mean, yeah. It is made up. I guess if I were going to say what the primal self wants, I would say uh, it wants to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is definitely not what they're doing. 
Well, yeah, yeah. I'm sure everyone's primal self wants different things depending on the circumstances. Yeah, that's not really what they mean, but I guess, yeah, I'm saying primal self in the sense of, you know, as a species, what's the goal? Mm Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to happen with uh, Lumen and uh, Dex now that uh, RoboCop has spotted them dumping uh, luggage into the water? <laughs> um, yes, suspiciously uh, heavy trash or bags. Mass. Yeah, the trash bags, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think, that, I mean, it's definitely going to lead. What I'm expecting for now is, you know, he's going to report that to Quinn, Quinn might get re-suspicious or something. I feel like eventually Deborah is going to find out about Peter Weller. That's going to create a rift between her and Quinn, and that might motivate Quinn to care more about the Dexter thing. I can see something like that going down. Wow. That's pretty, you know, I was just thinking back to, you know, four or five years ago, wondering if you could have put that storyline together. And, <laughs> and, uh, you just illustrated how much, how much TV you've been watching. <laughs> and how, many, how much story analyst you've analyzing you've been doing uh or yeah. been doing uh, over the years yeah it helps understanding because... understanding how plots work and how they have to make something else happen and affect something else and then you react to that and right it's a whole chain of events right and if they set up something as a threat you know there, there's a very good chance they'll follow through with it Mm-hmm. You know, and so if he's already threatening to tell her, she's probably going to find out. Yeah. You know, they're not just going to have her never find out. Yeah, and and the the golden rule in, in storytelling, of course, is uh, more conflict, more conflict. So. Exactly, yeah. And so the, De- the Deborah and Quinn thing isn't going to be a happily ever after. No. You know, they never do that. See, and that's the kind of thing I did used to expect. Used to be like, oh, well, they can just, if they, you know, if he just deals with this guy, they won't have any problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there, there are just certain patterns you can recognize. So that, I'm sort of, ex- I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but I'm expecting that, and then I'm expecting, I think Peter Weller might find out more than Quinn finds out, and yeah. I feel like, I feel like eventually Dexter could end up killing him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he, I think Peter Will is going to get more interested than, than, yeah, pretty much what you said, I think. But yeah, I feel like he's more interested already. And uh, than uh, what's his name? Yeah, Quinn. Desmond Harrington the <laughs> third. <laughs> Esquire. Um, oh, that name. Um, it, yeah. And he's not British, is he? No. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I pretty much, you know. But I, I bet he's got some great, great grandparents that were. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, I, I, I'd imagine that's how it's going to go. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I don't exactly know what they're going to do, but I feel like the basic thing I'm fairly confident about is Dexter's not going to get turned into the police. Mm-hmm. I don't see them doing that. No. I don't know. Well, I think how... it's pretty clear, honestly. You know, I think it's pretty clear that Miami Metro is not the best police department. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. 
because I mean, not only do they have the regular screw ups, but like you know, they they have a serial killer on their staff. Mm-hmm. They 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 have no idea. So yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think that that cracks crack, crack cracker jack team is really gonna uh, catch uh, catch Dexter this season. A serial killer who regularly plants evidence and falsifies mm-hmm. reports and, 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 and hacks into the network. Hacks into the network, yeah. takes drugs from them. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. Like if they ever found out what Dexter's been doing all this time, <laughs> they really should all be fired. They really should. So yeah. a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like if I heard about that on a news report, I'd be like, oh my god, close that entire department I down. Mean, yeah, I would be like, they must have all been in on it. No yeah. way they didn't, they didn't catch him before. They were all in on it. Absolutely. That's a total conspiracy theory. It just looks ridiculous. But I agree. Yeah. I I do like. I think if I I would I would probably drop the Santa Muerte thing. I think that's probably been the least successful long running plot for this season. I could well, I could easily do without it. I could, yeah I agree. I just think maybe they shouldn't have made it Santa Muerte. Yeah. I feel like that made it more interesting than it actually is turning out to be. Right. You know, that made it seem like it was going to be something intrinsic to Santa Muerte, and it doesn't seem like it is. Right, because every season, pretty much, they've had a killer with an M.O., mm-hmm. and it's 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 ended up meaning something. You know, they're not without their their uh, their curveball, so maybe maybe something crazy will still happen here. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was on that hope for that. Well, the bro- that one brother's still out, and maybe, you know, I, I still feel like the, it's, it has to be tied to someone else. There's someone else who gave them the idea to do the Santa Marte stuff. Like, I just don't, I just don't see that these guys are like, yeah, this is the way we can get some money. <laughs> it doesn't. It's, 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 it seems unnecessary because you can threaten people with death without using that, and they right. can get you money. I mean, they could even kill people without setting up these elaborate displays. Yeah. You know? And now it might just be that they they do that to create fear. Like, one of the things earlier in the season was that, like, no one was willing to talk to the police. Mm-hmm. You know? And so maybe maybe it was just a ploy to get no one, to get that to happen. Well, to ha- you know? No one was talking to the police because people's you know, were found decapitated with Santa Muerte dressings around them. But I feel like a decapitated head would do the same thing. Yeah. Whether or not you call it Santa Muerte. Okay. You know. Yeah. I mean, there does seem to be some, you know, point to the cultural significance of using that in that area. But yeah, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know how much more you get. Other than you know, because they're they are still killing people, so right, right. But it is weird that their goal is actually just to rob people, and yeah, I guess and, they're just killing people because they want the people they rob to be afraid of them. And the, well, one of the guys they beheaded was the guy who sold them the the, the paraphernalia. Right. I think he even said he didn't believe any of that stuff, and it was just crap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And and if they just bought their stuff from him, it seems like well that they probably think the same thing. Yeah. Uh. So I, you know, and I thought it was weird when they when Deb and those guys when the detectives first go to the house, and 
you see all of the other people who are living in that house, you know, a ton of people who are just kind of holed up in there. Right. And I'm thinking, this is going to come to something. <laughs> you know, they're going to make some point about this. You yeah. Know, uh, no, you know, not really. No. They're just there, I guess. You know, I thought, oh, okay, these 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 Santa Morte people are somehow involved in, in you know, something. <laughs> you know, their uh, their followers are being you know forced to live in this place, or yeah, you know, they're not given their freedoms or something, or right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think TV laws just lead you to expect that there's going to be something more to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe there will be, like you said, maybe somehow they have some extra reveal about it that will somehow make it all make sense or have some significance. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like they're past that point now. It seems like they've identified the killers. They've killed one of them and there's only one left. And like they, they haven't set up that there's anything more to learn. Well, I would say it, it's, it bodes well that the case doesn't make sense still. So maybe that's, you know, not bad writing and it's, it doesn't make sense because it's not closed yet. Like they, they're still missing some element for this all to make sense. Yeah, that's I feel true. like if we were in the same situation and it all made sense, then I'd be like, well, there's nothing else I'm going to say about this. But, but since it, it doesn't seem like it's really done... Uh, that it all is nice and neat. I feel like might might bode well for another plot point happening with that whole Naruto stuff. That's true. That's true. I hope so. Yeah. I'd like them to pull that off. Yeah, it's been a weird season. It's just, yeah, you know, Desmond hasn't done anything this season. Uh, Desmond? Desmond, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> Quinn. Quinn hasn't done anything this season. And, uh, huh? Go ahead, sorry. Um, and, um, you know, little little things here and there, but I, I think he's been a lot more interesting in previous seasons. I agree. I agree. The only thing, uh, yeah, all they've done with Quinn is he's suspicious of Dexter and he's got a relationship with Deborah. Mm-hmm. That's it. You can sum him up in, in those two sentences. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when they originally introduced him, there was a big mystery about him, which just turned into a giant flop, I think, in the end. Oh, what was the mystery? Like, he did something with IA, right? Yeah. IA was on him, and that was a whole... What? How did that get resolved? <sighs> It be, I, I don't remember the details, but I remember the scene where he revealed what happened, and it's some weird thing where somebody got killed because of him, but it wasn't really his fault. His but, fault. Yeah, yeah, but he got blamed for it. And, like, sometimes he would take money, but he wasn't really dirty. He was just a little bit dirty. Like, the whole thing well, just kind of fizzled. Well, and then there was that time last season where Dexter kind of saw him take money, or he yeah. thought Dexter saw him take money. Yeah. And uh, whatever happened with that? Is is he rich or not? Because like <laughs> he is, Peter, and he isn't. <laughs> Peter Weller's character makes it seem like that makes it seem like Quinn is sort of independently wealthy. Yeah, uh, that was another thing they played with. Like I think they've told us that 
or he said that he had inheritance, and that's why yeah, he had yeah. so much money. Because they made a thing about it, like, why do you have such a nice car? You know, why do you have such a nice apartment on your salary? You know, and he, like, the insinuation was that he's, you know, taking money, uh, in, you know, during the police work. But but then he's like, oh, I, you know, I just had inheritance, and you know that's. Yeah, but so why did he take that money last season? Well, yeah. <laughs> And it seems like the only big thing about that was he thought Dexter saw him do it. Yeah. And then that made him suspicious of Dexter, right, or something? Or he was – something Something happened with that. Yeah. It, it turned into a thing because um, De- Dexter didn't actually care because he had his own problems. Wait, so Dexter did see him, but he didn't care. Yeah, yeah. That's Even in the voiceover, Dexter's like, don't worry, Quinn. I, I don't really, I'm not really yeah. interested in you. Um, but then later on, like, Quinn actually was suspicious for a short time last season as well. Yeah. You know, they had that scene where he followed him, basically a replay of what they did with Dokes. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, because, I think because Dexter doesn't turn him in, that helped sort of resolve that suspicion a bit. And, like, Quinn actually starts trying to befriend Dexter, you know. He tries to, like, invite him to a game, and, you know, Dexter just keeps pushing him away, and that's sort of all that happened last season. So I I feel like they've been kind of sketchy about, about Quinn. Like, he... He has an inheritance, but he also takes money sometimes. But he's not really that dirty, but he is a little bit. It's, it kind of reminds me of what they did with Deborah and, like, her, her research into uh, the past of her father, you know, where the, it sort of went somewhere, but not really. Mm-hmm. You know? There wasn't, there wasn't a big conclusion to that. Wait, so she researched, she found out that Harry was sleeping with the CIs. Yeah. And and she found out Dexter's mom's name, right? I think so. And then... And she may or may not have found out that the Ice Truck Killer was his brother. Maybe she didn't, though. But she was on the verge of finding that out. Yeah, because that lady was the mother of the Ice Truck Killer. Right. So, yeah, I don't remember, yeah, I don't remember how that ended. You know, I don't either, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it didn't end with anything big. Was it, I feel like it ended with something like Deb realizing that that, that he, he was sleeping with his CIs and that creeped her out and she stopped investigating or something. Yes, yeah. Was, I, I don't remember it going too much further than that. I don't think uh, it did. I, I think the big thing it did for her was say that, you know, her, her father wasn't wasn't perfect. Like, he, you know, he took advantage of his position as a cop, and so she didn't have as much to live up to. And she, and they didn't, uh, and she definitely didn't find out that Harry wasn't Dexter's dad, right? No. Okay. No, that definitely, I thought that would happen. I still think that would happen, but it, it hasn't. It seems like the obvious next step, but for whatever reason, they just backed off. Yeah. And I, I feel like the Quinn storyline was kind of the same way. It's sort of building, 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 and then, like, never mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dexter. Yeah. 
Well, I'll say it. I don't miss the kids. Oh, you don't miss the kids? No, I don't. Sorry, guys. You're no Sally and Bobby Draper. (laughs) (laughs) Who used to say you're no Sally Draper? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know if Bobby even has a personality. Oh, Bobby's just a fun-loving young boy, like all young boy actors. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, he pretty much just acts happy. Mhm. Oh yay! That's all he's got. Yay! I'm excited. Yeah. It's really a big stretch for a kid actor to play excited. I guess it is. I have no experience with that. <laughs> the method, the method, method doesn't work. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. All right. Anything else from uh, these episodes that we missed? Um. Let me think. Oh, I'll just say about Lumen, since she's the, like, you know, major... Light at the end of the tunnel? Guest star, yeah. Um, yeah, is that what she's supposed to be? I don't even know. That's I guess that goes back to the main point. Like, I don't even know what role she's supposed to play for Dexter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they definitely seem to be setting up some kind of, you know, some kind of relationship between them. Um... And, uh, you know, it's sort of like, it's sort of like she is, uh, um, she, she, she shares the, uh, the sort of traumatic background that Rita had, um, but Dexter's actually able to, you know, not hide the dark passenger from her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see that being a way they would go, but I don't... I don't think they really have time or they're really going to go too far down that road. So I don't, I don't know exactly what the end point's going to be, but the main thing I wanted to say was, um, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think Julia Stiles has done a bad job personally. Like I think she's done fine with the character, um, as written, but I think there's something strangely, there's something strangely cold and detached about her character. Um, you know, maybe it's the way she's playing it, but I feel like it's also the way she's written. Like, it seems like she keeps doing things and um, acting out and being kind of impulsive and not really not really realizing that she's doing that, not really sort of appreciating Dexter's help sufficiently. It seems like she's just very reactive, and, uh, and she's not given a lot of really sympathetic moments. You know, I sympathize with her in the abstract, but... They don't give her a lot of times where it's easy to sympathize with her because a lot of times she is just kind of doing things that are causing problems for Dexter and expecting him to help and and not even showing that much gratitude a lot of the time. So Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that was mostly in the beginning. Uh, I think that sort started to change in the recent episode, but I think uh, it had to do with you know her her trauma and her shock of what happened her inability to, she's not being rational, so I don't think you should expect her to be. Um, but um, I, there's, I think you're really supposed to sympathize her with, with her, her abuse story. I mean, anytime she goes into what happened, I think is when you're supposed to really understand where she's coming from and sort of forgive her for, uh, you know, sort of being uh, reckless and, and getting Dexter involved in it because her her you know her trauma is so uh 
significant and severe and, and sort of unique to the show. But uh, I, I think that's why her character kind of comes off like that. But, I mean, I agree with you in general. She she does she is reactionary, and she doesn't really know what she's doing. I mean, she, like, you know, they set it up, uh, you know, pretty purposefully. Uh, you know, like when she's going to go shoot the guy at that park under that bridge or whatever. Right. You know, she didn't do her research. You know, she's going off of smells and, and sights and sounds and things uh, to, to track people down. And so it's a little, it's a little, uh, you know, different. But um, right. It, it's just, it's strange. I mean, again, I, it really comes back to what's the point of Bloom this season and, it just kind of seems like Dexter's helping someone in need, and he's getting something out of it. But it's it's not as clear cut as when he was, you know, any other season when he has the relationship with sort of the main guest star. Like this is probably the most the most ambiguous relationship. Because, and I think for a lot of reasons, you know, namely namely the situation that you know that he finds her in, you know, being sort of feeling responsible for 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 her state, uh for her rescue in the beginning and all that and then uh and then the whole thing you know that's coming after Rita's death and I think the fact that she's blonde is weird you know I think honestly it's a really simple production thing if she was brunette or something I was still a lot less likely to believe that there's any sort of Rita substitution going on here Mm-hmm. Uh, but just by fact that she's blonde makes me want to think that a little bit more, and that doesn't mean it's true, obviously. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it's just her hair color. But, yeah. Um, and Julia Stiles' hair color is that, so. And yeah, and that's the thing. Her, they didn't make in Yeah, they didn't uh, color her hair like that on purpose. That's her natural hair color. So. Yeah. For, I think for both actresses. So, yeah. Uh, it's just, you can't really look too far into it. It's just there, though. Um. Yeah, so I don't really know what to do with Lumen. Uh, I, I have enjoyed Julius, how Julius Stiles has played her pretty much, but it's, yeah, I mean, she's, uh, her, her sympathy scale is, is weird because there's a lot of, you know, her just causing trouble for the main character, which is always annoying, and um, and a lot of her not understanding what's going on and stuff like that, but... Um, I, I, feel like the, I feel like she's she's gotten better, like, the last episode or two, you know, um, even I think Dexter's approach to her has sort of changed a bit. You know, once he started letting her in, I think she got, you know, it was, you know, she he lets her stay at the house, and then she meets Harrison and all that stuff. So I right. think they're trying to soften her up. I think you're right, but there's still something hard to connect about her. And I guess uh, just for comparison, like uh what they did last season with Trinity, like the scenes where he's talking about the you know, his own like family tragedy and he goes to his house and, and he tries to kill himself and you know, and then he thanks Dexter for saving his life. Like I thought even though, you know, he's evil, he's a bad guy and you see him, you know, being as bad as he can be with his family and all that, um, I thought he played those scenes sympathetically. You know, you could you could connect to his tragedy in those scenes, even though, you know, He's he's an evil guy now, and he's been you know killing people and reenacting that for years, you know. So even though like he's not a sympathetic character overall, he's playing it sympathetically in those scenes. And I, I guess I feel like Lumen has a sympathetic story, but she doesn't play it sympathetically. Well, you know? yeah, and it's probably because she's trying to get Dexter to kill people for her. I mean, that's that you have to be sort of dogmatic to to make that point come across. Yeah. 
and you're not that that kind of doesn't line up with a sympathetic personality to to be that sort of aggressive as she is. Right. Yeah. She's supposed to be vengeful and and stuff, but I guess I just. And I, and, on, and another part, of her her you know her large you know like you said her story is sympathetic. We didn't actually see the abuse. Yeah, so that's true. We didn't, we didn't experience it with her. We don't really know who she was beforehand. So it's kind of it's kind of we're getting you know we have to sort of be in the moment when she's reliving it and sort of feeling we're feeling sorry for what happened, but it's not the same as us seeing it and knowing what happened for real and real like as it was happening, you know. Maybe that's part of the problem. Like I I because of the way she's playing it, I was I I was suspicious of everything she talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, when she initially said there were others, I doubted it until we actually saw one of them. Yeah. You know? I think um, she's supposed to come off like that, though. I mean, I think she definitely is supposed to come off a little unhinged and crazy, and oh, I smelled him, I know it's him, and you're just thinking, oh, yeah, right. But it, she turns out to be telling the truth. You know? Yeah, she's actually right. It's weird. Like, the guy she did paper research on, she was wrong. Mm-hmm. But the guy she sniffed, she got that one right. Well, what did they tell you about uh, using your senses and and evidence? I don't know. That might say something. Uh, But uh, I I did like that bit. Even though the resolution of that episode is ridiculous and the kill of the week, I agree, was pretty weak. Um, I did like the way they the way that episode played out. I liked the the tension of the cops being there, them having to like walk through the whole warehouse and follow him, uh, and the. you know the 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 sort of Henry Gale moment where he he pretends he has no idea who she is and she you know this is just some random thing and and that gets me totally believing him um, because she's you know she's not acting rationally she's got nothing to go on really and uh, and then they're able to pull off the little you know the cell phone thing and then uh, uh, and then you know then I finally believe how how it works I I did like how all that stuff went down yeah. You know, but but like it was weird because I was sympathizing with him more because I just I just didn't I couldn't quite believe her. You know, I feel like and part of it was the way she was playing it. Yeah. You know, he was playing it more sympathetically, even though he was lying. Mhm. Well, and again, he's 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 not he's not she has to be aggressive in that scene and convince Dexter her point is right. He's he's playing it like I got trapped and she pulled a gun on me and his right. story is sort of more convincing because it seems like something that you know the the, the sort of first part makes sense. Oh, okay, he he was just hitting on this girl and then they went home and then she pulled a gun. And it's like okay, well all that makes sense to me. Yeah, you know she has the burden of proof to say he smells like a killer. That right. you know the guy who uh, tortured her. Um, yeah, I mean there's something to be said how she's how she's playing the part. I would like to see another actress just just sort of in in a you know in hypothetical terms sort of have to do those scenes and play it more sympathetic and see what the difference would be. Yeah. You know, cuz I, I think I think what she's really playing is that unhinged part of what's going on that sort of uh you know and, and the fact that she just shot this guy she's you know she's she's freaking out about that and Right. It would be interesting to see if how that makes you feel about the character if she if she came across less uh something and more something else. Right. Fill in whatever the somethings you want. Um, <laughs> to be. 
And I just didn't get any sense that, like, she expected Dexter to believe her and to just take her word for it that this was the guy. And she was pissed that he didn't immediately, you know, he didn't immediately trust that that this that this was this was one of the guys. Yeah. You know, even after she already had the wrong guy once, and it's that kind of. I know she's not acting rationally. I understand that, but I guess I, I want her to at least be able, even if she's like upset. I want her to at least take a step back and be able to understand why Dexter would not. You know, it just it would be easier to, it would be easier to uh, sympathize with her in that scene if she if she could if she could take a step back and understand why it's not convincing to Dexter and not get pissed at him for not being convinced. Well, it, to her, yeah, I agree with you. Um, and I agree with you in general. That that definitely would make it better. But, you know, from her perspective, she's right. And in reality, she's right. That's true. And you can basically say, well, Dexter, you know, I, I know that smelling, uh, you know, <laughs> Knowing this guy's scent isn't enough to convince you, but I swear it's him. I mean, all she can really do is keep telling him it's him, really. So she could come across more sympathetic if she uh, understood his perspective, but it's not going to make him believe it more if she takes a step back, you know. That's true. He uh, won't necessarily believe it more, but I guess, yeah, it would be, I would. You would yeah, you'd get more, more sympathy for her yeah. because she would be. But I mean that's the thing. Then you'd have her be sort of rational and irrational back and forth, and yeah, you know that's true. That's true. It's just I mean. But I mean, and I think you know more to your point. I think it's in the other when they're not in the midst of a, a double homicide that they should have these conversations <laughs> about her rationality and about yeah, her and like. You know, I mean, she has thanked him for helping her, but I think it took her a while to get to that point. I agree. Considering how much he did, you know, so many different times. So. And it doesn't seem like, even when she has a chance to calm down and, like, think about things, it still doesn't seem like she realizes that she's acting impulsively. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, up until the last episode, I think, she had she's only been sleeping like an hour a night. <laughs> That's true. So I, I can't imagine how her nerves are and how her... You know, she probably doesn't have very logical trains of thought, you know, just sort of putting this in a real-world context. But, um, you know, maybe maybe now that she's, uh, you know, two of the guys are dead and uh, she, she, she got a good night's sleep, maybe 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 her character will be a little bit differently. You know, I, 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 I she probably won't be <laughs> because, you know, the Dexter writers, uh, um, she could be. I mean, they aren't good writers, but I feel like that's a nuance they won't even deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they've sort of established the way she is and we're yeah. just that's just the way she's gonna be. Yeah. You know. Even when like the you know, the uh the ex fiance shows up, you know, she the way she behaves towards him is kind of the same. It's this strange like it's this strange sort of distance and she just kind of freaks oh, out about yeah. it, but I, but I, I think that's all makes like nothing that she's done has been untrue to me. You know, I feel like that that would make sense to me. Like the the guy who she's gonna marry comes back, he doesn't know what happened to her, let alone what she's going through now. Uh, yeah, I think she should be freaked out. Is she? You know, she's is, she's gonna have issues for the rest of her life. Yeah. You know, she's gonna have issues with people touching her, especially men touching her. Or yeah. Doing certain things, making certain gestures, forever. You know. 
And considering that, I think the timeline has been a couple days or something mm-hmm. that that Boyd had just that she was facing her death. You know, it's you know, it it, it I don't buy it as untrue. That's the thing. So I give it a pass. But I, I, I get your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's bad writing. Really, it's just um, I guess you know for TV shows. Uh, it's important to me. I mean, another example, you know, uh, Russell on, on True Blood, you know, clearly the villain, but, and so he's a bad guy, and ultimately I don't sympathize with him, but those scenes about Talbot and, you know, the thing where he goes and gets a prostitute and stuff, like, he's very sympathetic in those scenes, you know, when, when Sookie flushes the, the, the remains, you know, like, he... he you sympathize with him, even even though you don't sympathize with him on the whole. And I guess, like, to me, like, being able to connect to characters like that is important, particularly in TV, where it's, like, largely focused on the characters. So even though it's not false notes or anything, it's not stuff that doesn't make sense, somehow I, it's hard for me to care about the character when I can't connect to them. So you're saying you need to be held captive in an attic for a little while before you can really understand where you're coming from? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> so. And maybe you're right. Maybe it's as simple as I don't really have have a direct concept of what happened to her, and it's all just kind of vague. And and so and, and maybe that's what's holding me back. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. It definitely isn't horrible. It's just it's just sort of a a minor issue. I mean, probably Dexter himself is the larger issue. Yeah. Because I feel like Dexter also doesn't doesn't really play off Loom in the way I want him to, and a, a way that would that I would find easier to you know care about and get involved in. Mm-hmm. So it's not totally her fault, but it's just it's it's a clear point where it's differing from previous seasons and from other shows, and like you know, it's okay to do that, I guess. But they're spending so much time with her. I just I guess I don't feel like that's the way I should relate to that character. I, I feel like they want me to relate to her the way I normally do with a sympathetic character, and it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I, I would say. Uh... Any other torture, rape uh, victim characters that you identify with that you can think of? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, you know, I don't know if Rita was necessarily tortured or raped, but she was definitely abused, you know, and I thought she was quite sympathetic. Well, Rita doesn't count, though. (laughs) Okay. Because for various reasons, she got a lot of episodes, and she's inherently sympathetic because, you know, Obviously, all that stuff happened to her, like that stuff happened to Lumen. Uh, but Rita wasn't. We didn't catch Rita like in the same mental state that we that we caught Lumen. That's true. Rita was abused like physically and emotionally, but not not like Lumen was. I mean, yeah, that's didn't, true. Didn't didn't do that stuff to her, and multiple people and all that crazy stuff and weeks and weeks, like actually held captive. You know, it's that's totally different mentality than. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, most of the time when I see characters like that, they they come out of it kind of completely damaged and crazy and like yeah. completely irrational. She's well, not really that far down the road. Yeah, I mean, but I think that's 
that's what you see with Lumen is she's she's like that. She's she's sort of not able to deal with what you know. She's she's yet to even really scratch the surface emotionally of dealing with what happened to her. She's she's trying to like put these demons to rest who are still alive, but once those guys are gone, she's still going to have issues to deal with. You know? Yeah, and I, I guess maybe my point is it's it you know you can't make you know maybe it's just hard to have a very sympathetic character in this situation when you when your introduction to them is in their irrational crazy mental state you know now and i guess maybe you know even her her fiance coming back was supposed to be another you know sympathetic uh part of her story or something too um to a varying degree maybe you know showing the life she could have had or something uh but um yeah I'll throw out another example that still doesn't quite work, but you okay. know when uh, when Lafayette was locked up in the dungeon in Fantasia uh, at the beginning of season two, he wasn't exactly raped, but he was kind of tortured, sort of, you know, locked up to the thing. He definitely was traumatized mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. you know what he saw down there, and I thought he played that very sympathetically. What do you mean, like? Which part of it? You know, you when, like when he's when he's down in there. You mean the stuff when he gets out? And he's both, like, really. Out, but but I guess to compare it to Lumen, the stuff when he gets out. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep showing him like, you know, when he sees when he sees Eric, or he starts seeing other people and thinking it's Eric or whatever. Yeah. You know, well, his the way they made him sympathetic was they gave him basically PTSD. Yeah, and then like he's freaking out and cowering and it. That's inherently sympathetic. Lumen doesn't do that. Exactly. She's not, she's not like because she's she's proactive. She's she's trying to actually get these guys back, not run away, sort of run away from the guys. You know. So I guess the difference would be her being in a situation where she can't get away, and these guys are around, and then you could see her sort of being sympathetic because she's stuck in this situation. But she's you know she's in this situation now because she wants to be. She didn't get she didn't get, get on the plane and leave. You know, so she's yeah. there by own accord. That that takes some of that, uh, you know, sympathy out of it too. I think to a degree. Yeah, um, that's true. And of course, you know, like you said, it doesn't really work with Lafayette anyway, mainly because he was a, you know, we saw him as a character way before that even happened to him. So we have a frame of reference, and we actually saw the actual event itself. You know, that's true. Yeah, so, that's the other thing that I think helps. You actually have some idea of specifically of what he went through. Whereas with Lumen, it's it's pretty pretty undefined. Exactly. I would say this for Lumen: if you're if you don't feel sympathy for her when she's when she has a little moments of reliving what happened, then I think they're failing on the sympathy level. Uh, you know, because I think the other stuff with her character, when she's uh, irrational or aggressive or whatever, is you know you're not going to have sim- really have a lot of sympathy in those moments. You know. Yeah. Because even with Russell, he, when is he sympathetic? He's sympathetic when he's crying about his dead lover. Right. So that's an inherently sympathetic thing to do. Right. Uh, he's not sympathetic when he's uh, killing people and torturing uh, the main True. character. So. True. No, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, let's end on that with me having a good point. Jeez. <laughs> it's all downhill from there. But I, I mean, as I said, I, I think that you know the the Lumen slash Jordan Chase stuff has been 
the most successful part of the season. So, you know, that, that I think that balances out whatever issues I have. I mean, that's yeah. Luckily, the main storyline is a good one. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. Uh, if the Batista and uh, Maria uh, marital problems were the most interesting thing, we'd have an issue here. Yeah. 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 You know, I remember the days when they got their own separate plots. Mhm. Well, now they're married, so they got to share. Yep. Just like yep. that checking account, Maria. Just <laughs> like that checking account. <laughs> Ouch. Um. You know that whole thing that Deb told Maria when she was like, "You know, I was happy for you when you married Batista. I thought mm-hmm. I was like, a nicer person." Yeah. You know, like totally throws it back in her face. Yeah. But you know what, Maria? Jeez, man. Talk about an unsympathetic character. Oh, yeah. I mean, after all the stuff that, that she's done, I think, you, I think I, you know, every now and then we, I forget that she's done some of that stuff and how ruthless she is. And then she, you know, she pulls one of these maneuvers. And I can't, can't believe she said, like, if there were any mistakes in this case, it wasn't because of me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you not see the previously on Dexter when you told Manzel <laughs> to go talk to the guy? Uh, I don't think was, she did. That was directly your fault. And when Deb said not to and you were like, stay out of this, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. I'll blame you for this later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I, I actually, I, I sort of hated her early in the series. Mm-hmm. They 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 made her really really unpleasant. Um, she had a big conflict with Deborah early in the series, and then there was that weird thing that they totally dropped where she was hitting on Dexter all the time. Yeah, that was really weird. Um, but then yeah, they had that whole thing with the new the new woman. I forgot what her name was that they brought in to replace yeah. her, and then she it turns out that she's the you know that that woman freaks out because she thinks her fiance or whatever husband is is cheating and then you find out that yeah she is and it's maria who did it and it was all this machiavellian scheme to get her job back and it's like wow yeah. i didn't really think she w- was gonna do that, that far. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i i do think they've softened her up in the last couple seasons so this most recent thing that she did seemed a little bit harsher than I'm used to out of her. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it is in keeping with her history, and I guess I'd rather Especially have Especially when her... that guy comes in the picture, right? I mean, any time yeah. boss comes into play, she gets in that mode of like, okay, I got to, you know, uh, tighten up the deck here. Definitely. Yeah, you're right. It was it was really him that, that uh, produced that that earlier situation and this season too, I guess he, he just, that guy is just awful. He just comes back and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) he's just like, you guys all suck. I, I have nothing good to say to anyone. Yeah. He just freaks Maria out and she just starts, she stops thinking or something or just, she goes too far. And, uh, I mean, even the plan that they had that night at the club didn't make sense. You know, like Dev said, like if we're gonna catch the the, the what do they call the Morte um, boys or whatever, the, the we're gonna catch Fuente's the Fuentes brothers, Fuente brothers, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, if we're gonna catch them outside the club, shouldn't we be outside the club? And 
Mm-hmm. Like, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we should have known something was up there. That's not, they're not actually ever going to be outside, so it's not going to matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to matter. We're not We're not going to catch them outside, so we don't need anyone outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually thought something was going to happen when they 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 said that uh, they realized there must be a, a secret entrance to the club. Mm-hmm. I thought somehow that was going to lead to uh, more of the Morate stuff or whoever the Morate oh, yeah, yeah. boss guy is. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I thought that for a second, but yeah, they didn't even talk about the secret entrance again. It was just no. it was just a throwaway line to explain how they got in there. Secret entrance or no one was watching the front door. Either one, guys. <laughs> I like to think no one was watching the front door. <laughs> it's Miami, Mexico. You can't be too sure, right? Worst stakeout ever. That guy in charge would not be surprised. No, he wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you were planning to catch him at the front door, but you weren't watching the front door. <sighs> Just as I would expect. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's just—he's such a one-note like character. He's to me, he's just like the you know, like the chief in an '80s cop action movie where yeah. he just exists Solve to come and yell now. at people. Yeah, he's and he's gonna like take away their badge. You're out of line this time, you know. And this time you went too one far, more shot or I'm gonna cut you off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Next time you screw up like that, I'm—I'll take your badge. And so I, I actually feel like Maria might be going down. What do you mean going down? I mean, I, th- I feel like she might actually uh, – uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe uh, uh, maybe the point is, is, is just uh, – but I guess with, with Batista backing um, Deborah, like I'm thinking maybe if it comes out that it's Maria's fault and stuff, like I'm thinking maybe she will actually get fired and maybe leave the show. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I would see that if if the actress wants to leave the show. Yeah, I don't know thing. anything. That's not a spoiler. It's just a speculation. I my thing is I don't know. I mean, you you have a bit of a different show if you have a, somebody else in charge. Yeah. Uh, so unless they want to make the show sort of a little bit about who the new person is in charge, I think they're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, I would I would imagine that it's not going to come to anything, that the case is closed, uh, you know, unless there's more to the case, that, that this, this, in, this incident is closed. Because I felt like but the Batista thing was just him telling Deb, you know, you're like my kid's sister, I love you and I'll back you, but, you know, like, I, like you know, uh, he's going to, his report's going to say what really happened and back Deb, basically. Yeah. Um, but since, like, you know, Manzone already moved up, I, I feel like it, 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 it's, it's not like we're waiting for it to go to trial or anything. I think I feel like it's closed, like, what happened that night. Like, they filed their reports, and the contention was who's going to say what and what in their reports. Right. And we got we got who said what, and it's, I feel like that's it. The end. I don't think, I don't think Maria's really going to get much more heat uh, now that she's solved the problem. Because if, you know, if she didn't fire Deb, then, yeah, she would have, she would need some, uh, she'd have, the heat would be on her, basically. Yeah, and I would be like, okay, well, maybe she's going to get fired or the guy's going to come back and try to take her job again or something. But 
Right. But since they, you know, since Deb is on leave and Manzone got moved up and the, it seems like it's squashed, to use an urban term. <laughs> they squashed it. Or a rural term if you're a farmer. True. True. Or a British term if you're a British. Well, there it is. That. Isn't that a British thing? I don't even know. <laughs> squash? I don't Is know. Squash a British thing? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, the game, the game. Oh, the game. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Uh, probably, it sounds like it. Cro- croquet is more British, but squash is pretty close. Is squash like croquet? Oh, it's a racket uh, sport. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're the same the same thing, but I think they're hoity-toity sports. Ah, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. It looks like it is. It looks like it is. I was right. Yay. Okay. When I make up facts, sometimes they're true. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson. Uh, but anyway... Some might say you didn't make it up then. Some might say. But uh anyway, anything else? Um let's see. Uh no, I think that's about it. I think that's good. Let me see. No. Covered that, covered that, covered that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I think I hit everything. Uh All right. Well, let's see. This is will we have four more episodes left for the end of the season? Uh yes. Yes, 12 episodes total, so I think that's four more. Mhm. All right. Well, we'll be back. We will be back. So that's like so we're I guess we're two thirds in. Yeah. So there probably will be some significant plot points yet to be revealed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's 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 some big stuff. Probably by probably by the second to last episode, we'll 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 know all the significant stuff. Mhm. That's usually the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, do you think Chase will be dead by then? Second to last, um, if if he's the ultimate guy, maybe not. If there's something more to the story, there's some sort of further thing there, then then maybe. I but I don't know exactly where they're going with that story. You know, because there are those, like you said, extra guys in the picture that aren't him, and I I don't know what their involvement's going to be. So I feel like it what depends if, uh, on how important Jordan Chase is to the whole operation. Well, we'll see. I'm not, you know, I don't really know myself. Although, Dexter did kill Jimmy Smith in the episode before the last one in season three, Mm -hmm. which is kind of strange. Well, what's weird about the Jordan Chase thing is he doesn't need any reason to kill. Because I think the Jimmy Smith thing was he didn't, you know, he didn't turn into, or he didn't. Dexter didn't have a reason to kill until towards the end anyway. Right. 
but this guy, like, they already know, they pretty much already know he's guilty, so they don't have to do any recon or anything. Right. So I feel like that could save them time. So, I, I you know, it's, he's probably going to be hard to track down, though. He's probably going to be hard to get in a room by himself. Right. That, it's it's just down to the practicalities of of getting to him. Yeah. Well, Which, the first step uh, is done, getting rid of his head of security. He's a security guy. That's true. That's a, a two-bird, one-stone kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's probably why they put that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if these other two guys in the picture are in this organization or at some yeah. level or yeah. connected somewhere. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm expecting. That's another thing I meant to mention. Uh, I do actually like that 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 little background detail of Boyd listening to these motivational uh, tapes. You know, came to be significant. It's I, I just appreciate it when shows put in put in little things that don't seem to matter, but then later on they they matter more. Yeah, it's just this is a nice uh, a nice sign that they planned something. Mm-hmm. You know. Because I think when we did the podcast about uh, those those episodes, we didn't even mention that. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's not a detail that matters until they tell you it matters. That's one of those weird things about it, because any other time it would have just been background for the character, but since the character specifically is, you know, knows the guy who does that stuff and they have a shared history, it's, it, uh, you know... It would be weird if they didn't, you know, it would be kind of weird if they didn't have, you know, Boyd listening to him or something. Yeah. You know, once we find out that this guy is a motivational speaker. Right. So it works really well when they when they have that sort of, when they have that, that part of the story uh, pinned down that he's this motivational speaker and uh, talking about personal empowerment and taking things and, and, and all of these sort of strange, aggressive terms uh uh, yeah, it, it definitely is cool to see that little, uh, you know, to see a clue you don't know is a clue yet. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's sort of what I like about it. It doesn't seem like a clue. And also, like, you know, it, it played like Boyd was sort of, you know, perverting the message, basically, like taking this as a as a cue to, um, you know, kill people uh, because that's what he wanted to do. But, um, you know, since Jordan Chase is the, is the guy who seemingly, you know, invented this, uh, now, now it seems like that's actually, you know, that's actually part of the background of the message. Yeah. You know, like the, the thing that empowers him to do that stuff is, you know, is that, is that philosophy. So there's actually a direct connection. Like that's actually in a way the, the, you know, the intention of it. Mhm. Yeah, that part of it works pretty well. That part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I like that. In retrospect, like Boyd, I didn't I didn't appreciate Boyd enough when when they originally showed him. Mhm. Well, I think I appreciate Boyd just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like uh, he deserves too much more, but 
I, I didn't think Boyd was that great. I mean, uh, I, I like that actor, but I, I really am not wasn't that impressed with him as a character, like as a villain or anything. Uh, the the little you know switcheroo uh, or whatever when uh, Dexter tries to Dexter tries to uh, uh, incapacitate him and he he ends up getting uh, tranked himself. That that was cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, Boyd was a little whatever to me. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, well, four more episodes. I guess we'll we'll try to be back uh, maybe in two episodes or something like that, and then uh, and then we'll have a last podcast to cover the last two, maybe. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back uh, a couple weeks with the next two Dexter uh, episodes. That's right. See you then. I want to say thanks and namaste. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, Taking it old school. I know, I know. It's just this habit. Uh, but until next time. We will say it again someday. Anyway, see you later, guys. <laughs>